This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Well, no, what I'm saying is someone's still going to win, and it might be weak. If, 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 I know, you know, typical half the field is playing badly, you know, with golf, you can easily say, oh, the course must be hard, they're all playing bad, you know what I mean? It all kind of comes back to earth a little bit. Sergio has been like, ah, I can't wait to leave this place. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome into the Divots and Pivots show. I, of course, am your host, Andrew LaDuke, a.k.a. The Real Mr. Mallard. Uh, you can find me at Real Mr. Mallard on Twitter. <clears throat> on Twitter. Oh, voice crack early on in the episode. Fantastic. Uh, and, yes, you may notice uh, if you are watching us on YouTube where you can find us on YouTube at Divots and Pivots uh, every Tuesday at 8. Uh, Bud is not with us, but we are graced with the presence of Josh Mahler. And yes, if you recognize the last name Mahler, it's because he is the co-owner of Mahler Bros, where you can go and get uh, the second ball All-American t-shirts here for the Dip and the Pivot Show. So Josh, how are you? I just realized both of our Twitter handles uh, start with real. So we are both trying to convince people we are not fake, apparently. 
Yeah, I gotta, I gotta convince everybody I'm not the fake one because there's a fake Josh Mahler going out there and trying to tell everybody that he's the real Josh Mahler. Um, <laughs> and so I had to put real in front of it because Josh Mahler wasn't available on Twitter. Yeah, I was quite surprised when I tried to just put in Mr. Mallard, and apparently there's a, a Mr. Mallard in this universe somewhere. And so that, that caught me a little off guard too. So I, I just I pivoted real fast with the real. Uh, yeah, so that, that, that's what happens on social media sometimes. But how are you this evening, though? I'm doing all right, man. I'm, I've been busy, but uh, I'm I'm doing good. Good, good. And uh, like I said, Josh is co-owner of Mala Bros, so you can go over to MalaBros.com. Check out all their apparel. Their, their golf shirts are fantastic. Their hats. Um, I have one on the other side of the room right now. I can't grab it. But I wear it just about every day. It's the only hat I've moved with me to my new apartment so far. So uh, I wear it even more than I was before. <laughs> And if you like, I said, if you want to go, it's Christmas time, so you you get your uh, your man, your spe- the special guy in your life that uh, that second ball American T shirt or any of their other golf shirts. Look, they're fantastic. They feel great. They're they're breathable when you run when you're out there on the course. So go over and check it out. Div Piv, that's D I V P I V for the discount code uh, at checkout. Uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, but hey, let's get into some some sports here because crazy uh, crazy stuff going on. In the golf world, as always, it's still the back and forth between Greg Norman, between Rory McIlroy for the PGA, whatever. But we took a break from the live stuff this week. We had the match happen this weekend, which, uh, you know, a, a, a twilight, I guess, special out there in Vegas between Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth versus Tiger and Rory, which are kind of the faces of the PGA now. Um, and Jordan and... Um, Justin just kind of kind of wiped the floor with them. I didn't I didn't watch too much of it myself, but I saw the results. I know they were up three through the first four. It was kind of a no contest in that arena. I wonder do you do you think uh, Rory would have had more success with uh, Charlie out there than Tiger? <laughs> it kind of seems like it, wouldn't it? <laughs> did you see last week? By the way, whenever they did the um, the father son like pro am there, whatever they want to call it. Um, where he left a Charlie left a note for Justin in the bunker, basically trash talking and saying like nice shot because he knew he was going to hit it in that bunker. See, I thought that was just a meme. I didn't know that that was real. No, no, he actually left. Like I saw the video of Justin walking into the bunker and picking up the note. Like, really, was, that, that was real. Because <laughs> I saw pictures of it and everything, and I was laughing and I thought it was funny, but I didn't realize that that was real. That makes it a lot funnier in real life oh, knowing that that was a real thing. The, the kid's got some guts on him. Like, he's, <laughs> he's got some real star power. I can't. He is his father's it. son. <laughs> Look, he really is, and we talked about it last week, but how Tiger had told Charlie, you know, don't don't mimic my swing, mimic Rory's. Um, and when you put the two of them side by side, it's like legitimate. Like they, he, he's got like the exact same swing as Rory. Yeah. It, it's pretty crazy. So, I mean, look, and, and Tiger, I think was honestly being smart there because I think he knows he can't swing the way he used to. So if anything, for me, that shows that he he's accepted the reality of his current position in the golf world. He's not really going out there expecting to win another major. Um, and, and he knows that. So, but he's going to still do whatever he can to better the golf world. I think that's why we've seen him take a, a bigger kind of stand on just, you know, the so-called soapbox, uh, and, and defending the PGA. Um, but Hey, before we get into more golf and, and more NFL, I know on your show, uh, you, you love to, you guys talk mainly college football, correct? Is that, yeah, is that it, what, it seems the, like that's just kind of what falls <laughs> at us. Um, you know, that's, that's what I think. Uh, really, I guess, I guess all three of us now uh, are, are more, most passionate about is college football. But 
uh, yeah, I mean, you just we, we try to talk all sports, but college football is just the, the biggest one on our mind, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Who So who is your team? My team is Oklahoma. I'm a big, Oklahoma big Sooner fan. Okay. And honestly, I forget where they ended up in the rankings this year. I, I don't think it was very not, good. Not though, even correct? ranked. Six I didn't six think so. A horrible season. Still better than my BC Eagles. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyways do you, uh, so, so I do want to get your thoughts on this because it's something we've talked about here on the show before. But um, as someone who follows college football more so than I do, Bud's the college football guy as a Georgia fan uh, on this show. How do you feel about the upcoming changes of the playoffs? Uh, yeah, it's it's funny you say that because uh, we were actually just talking about that on our show. Uh, I think it was released yesterday, and uh, we were talking about that. So with with twelve teams coming in, uh, I know at least Blake and I we we discussed how we are in total agreement that twelve teams just kind of opens it up for mediocrity uh, as a yes. national champion. And so I mean, I just look at a twelve team playoff, and it's it's really hard to take four teams and and to break it down to four teams because a lot of times. Like this year, for example, there's really only two teams that are really deserving of that yeah. national championship spot. And so it's it's unfair that Georgia, who really has proven it more than Michigan, I think, in many senses, oh, yeah. uh, that Georgia gets the tougher matchup in, in, the, in you know having to play Ohio State, whereas Michigan gets to have the easier matchup in TCU, which I think I think both matchups are actually perfect um, just because that's that's like that's two comparable teams against two comparable teams in many ways. Um, but it's just, it's, it seems silly to expand it when we already can't get four, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Cause there, someone is all, someone out there is always upset about the yeah. four that made it in or the, the one or two that missed it. So I agree with you. I I've been saying for weeks now that 12 seems like too much. Um, yeah. If they want to expand it, I feel like eight might be the magic number just because it, it covers your, your fringe teams that people have pissed didn't make it. It kind of eight to me covers the the argument of strength of schedule, um, which I know came up with Ohio State sneaking because you know uh, there's part of me that says strength of schedule, sh- you know, part of strength of schedule should be taken into account that uh, both TCU and USC had to play an extra game that yeah. Ohio State didn't have to play, and Ohio State basically made it into the playoff by not playing. They yeah. didn't have the chance to lose, and so that. I feel like eight would kind of solve that problem. And like you said, the mediocrity, I think would, I think eight is a good number of a realistic, I get quote unquote Cinderella story yeah. happening. Yeah. Eight's eight's kind of where I've always kind of drawn the line. I feel like that opens it up. I feel like six could also do just fine. Um, but sure. eight just kind of makes it, makes it a little, uh, you know, I, I guess where there's no bye weeks and I know a lot of people like that, but you know, what, what frustrates me is people trying to argue for one team over the other, uh, by saying that, well, Alabama would beat TCU or Alabama would beat Ohio State, uh, you know, whatever matchup they want to throw out there. It's not about the four best teams. That's not yeah. what this this playoff is supposed to be. It's the four most deserving teams. And like you said, TCU, I think with them, I, I, I hate to see that they lost. And because of that loss, it kind of makes me realize that really they don't deserve to be in the national championship talk. Again, I think it should just be the two teams, Georgia and Michigan, going at it. But uh, but with TCU, I don't think that that should really hurt them necessarily, and I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad that the that the uh, committee got it right this year. Um, yeah. But as far as that fourth spot, it just doesn't seem like there is a good fit for the fourth spot, uh, and so it just seems like there is really no good answer to put put in there at the number four spot there this year. Yeah, and that's why I feel like eight because eight you still get you cover your power four, power five, whatever you want to call it now because I know the the conferences yeah. are such 
there, there's movement in the conferences, and I, I think in the end we're going to end up with like a power two. Like it feels yeah. like everyone's just going uh, down to like two conferences that are going to be massive. But I feel like eight, like just it covers like your champion from those, and then it covers record wise the deserving teams that. And that, and if there's even a, a deserving group of six uh, team, and again whatever we want to call that later on down the road. Uh, then put them in there and then maybe another couple at large, you know, and it's just, yeah, I, I feel like that really does kind of widen it up to where you've got everybody in there that, that possibly deserves to be in there. Uh, whereas, you know, there, there's exceptions. Cause I feel like this year there's teams that won their conference championship that don't really deserve to be in there. Like, I don't think, uh, I don't think that Utah or Clemson really deserve to be in there. Whereas in a 12, a 12 team playoff this year, they would be on a bye week that first yeah. week. So, I mean, I just, crazy. I don't like the way that that sets it up necessarily for a conference champion uh, to be in there. Cause there are some years where that's not the case. And it's a fantastic point. And everyone always says like, Oh, it just means, you know, college football, whether you like it or not, it's just moving forward towards uh, like the March madness style tournament where eventually there's going to be like 32 or 64 team tournament. That's just a, to me, at least that doesn't work for football. Like the thing about basketball is you can turn around and play two days later. And, and but in football, like that's just not realistic. College, NFL, I don't care. Like you, you need days off. And I, I don't think we would end up with the best product if they ever expanded it beyond. Tw- I, like I said, I think 12 is already too much. Yeah. If they ever expand it past that, I just, I, I think we're going to lose a lot in the college game. Yeah. I mean, it was one thing they doubled it to go to four teams. That was one thing, but now you're tripling it from there. And so, I mean, it's just going up and up. And I, I agree with you. I think, I think it goes too, too far. And what people need to realize, and especially the people making these decisions is that the regular season is part of that playoff system, whether you want to see it as that or not, that's yeah. showing your strength throughout the, throughout the season. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I definitely think that that needs to be taken into effect and just realize that that is part of your playoff system. Yeah, 100%. And Jason over at TSS Fantasy, look, you know we embrace the pivot here sometimes. We talk <laughs> everything. It's, you know, it's the quote-unquote off-season of golf right now. So uh, we, we will be getting, come January, uh, right after the holidays, uh, we're going to be diving hardcore back into our golf fantasy, daily fantasy, and, and all that uh, all, all that, uh, that that good stuff there. So we're going to be bringing that content to you from, uh, obviously, Fantasy, fantasy National Golf Club. Is there a fake Josh? There oh. is a fake Josh. Yeah, there's there's a fake Josh out there that that stole my Twitter handle uh, of just at Josh Baller, and so I had to make sure that everybody knows that I am the real one. Yeah, because we all know if we just put real in front of anything, you know, or if we just pay the eight dollars for that little blue check mark a month, um, that we can be anybody we want. Isn't that the American dream? We just... uh, and, and I, I think I even posted something about that. I saw some guy with like I think he had like sixteen followers and he had a blue check mark. I was like, really? So this this is why we need to do away with this. Just pay for a blue check mark. Let it be actual verified accounts. Well, it just like like as someone who is trying to come up in like the content industry, like the blue check mark is something. It's on like your checklist of goals when you're kind of thinking about the steps you want to take. And yeah, that's just gone now. Like like to me, like you you hit a certain respectability to get that blue check mark and and gosh that's just freaking gone now anybody can get it and i so i, I don't know like yeah well, you gotta i, I don't know and, and especially it. whenever there's like some sort of breaking news that just happened like especially in the sports world because that's really all i use twitter for really is, here, is just yeah. for sports and 
Uh, so it's just like when you see that blue check mark come out and say something, it doesn't even mean anything anymore. Whereas Not before, you could be like, oh, it's a blue check mark, uh, you know, with this name. So it could be somebody, but that doesn't even mean that anymore. Yeah. It used to mean like, oh, yeah, they might actually be connected, like have a connection somehow. And no, now it's just they had an extra eight bucks a month to throw yeah. around. Uh, but that's. Uh, that, that whatever that's twitter that's elon <laughs> musk that's it, it, it's it, it's entertaining to watch uh but it is very frustrating to partake in um and i joked around saying that i was going to go back to myspace obviously i'm not going back to myspace but <laughs> i'm joining you dude we can ha- we can both have one friend on there yeah well, well you know what we'll pick the same uh song for our home page <laughs> that used to be fun and we'll oh, put your favorite song oh god those are the days i don't know. I, I forget how old are you I'm 25. I, I always have to think about it now. I'm getting old enough where I'm like forgetting what my age actually is, but I'm pretty sure I'm 25. So wait, did you have MySpace or was it done by the time? Uh, it was up? basically fizzling out. It, it was still in the in the stage where my parents were a little stricter when I was still at, at home, you know, whenever I was younger. Sure. So yeah, I, yeah. I think it started fizzling out when I was maybe 14, 15 years old. That sounds about right. I'm yes, 33. I mean, so like I was like in the heyday of MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. When we were all trying to learn how to code for the different backgrounds and I do remember helping my, my older sister set hers up a lot though. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh look, there was something fun about that. Because you, know, you could find anything, any code on the internet to make and there was like so many sex predators on there, it was just well, it made it more fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about more fun, but that is hundred percent true. And plus we all, we all loved having Tom as our friend. <laughs> I mean, oh, was that wait? Was that Facebook or MySpace? Was Tom Facebook? No, Tom wasn't Facebook. That was MySpace. I, I think that was MySpace. I th- yeah, I think Tom I was MySpace. Was. Yeah, I remember the picture. He never changed his profile picture. That <laughs> Tom was a bot. I don't care. Tom was a bot. Um, but look, yeah. So the, I think we're in. So we'll, let's, let's pivot back to because uh, I can I can only talk college football for so long because I just don't <laughs> know enough to sustain the conversation. Honestly, I actually. So I was at a I was at a bar earlier. I was just grabbing a drink after I was running a bunch of errands, and uh, I saw a guy walking with a, a BC jersey on, and I wanted to just hug him because I'm like. I'm a BC fan, but I, I feel like I've never met another BC fan, even though I'm up here. Like it's like no one cares about college football in this area. So I saw him walking with a jersey, and I was like, "Damn, like nice jersey!" Like I know you paid like twenty bucks for that thing, and I and I appreciate that. <laughs> that was a hard earned twenty dollars, and I know it. Yeah, because and it, you know what the funny part is? It wasn't even like a player. It just said Eagles on the back. It was just number <laughs> ten, and it said Eagles where the name is. So it wasn't even a player. So we don't have any players that matter ever since AJ Dillon left. And then before that, really, ever since Matt Ryan was there, which Matt Ryan, for me, that was my freshman year of college. I remember watching them lose to, I forget who they lost to. It was when they were ranked number two in the country and they lost. And then they immediately dropped to like number 12 because they lost one game. And I was like, well, that's bullshit. Like, just like, what is this? But that's because no one respected BC. (laughs) But that's my college football uh, kind of. I guess involvement and experience, but when it comes to golf, I think we're in for a crazy year this year. I think we're in. I think one. So, and, and it's, I'm gonna throw this at you right now out of nowhere. I forgot to tell you about this, but are you gonna pay attention to Tiger and Rory's like little simulator league that they got going on coming in January? I I kind of want to tune in at least to see what it's all about. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. Like it's kind of. 
I don't know. It just is just an off the wall kind of idea, you know? And so it's like, well, I kind of want to see what this turns into, but I could totally see it being something that's like, yeah, I'm over this and, oh, and fizzle out. hundred percent agree. I'm definitely going to tune in for the first one. And then that'll probably be the only one, just like I tuned in for the first live event. And then I never turned tuned in again, except for when I went to it live in Boston. Yeah. And like, so that was, but yeah, that's how I feel. Cause I, I just think of like how much, like it, I view it as like if they're gonna do this simulator thing, it's more so like a match for me where you're gonna watch, like it's gonna be cool to watch like once and a while like the guys trash talk each other in close yeah. proximity and like mess around with technology. But like to do it every week feels like it's just gonna be, uh, I don't know. It, like you said, it's just gonna get old. I it, think. it is cool that they're they're bringing golf, you know, in in a way that you can have golf all year round. That is yes. that is kind of a cool aspect of it, especially for your podcast, uh, where that's yeah. the main thing you guys talk about. You know, because once it gets gets into the off season, like what do we talk about? You know, so now they're bringing something. You know, and well, so that's, that's, that's where, part of it. That's luckily where Liv has helped us because their their attitude has given us plenty of content to talk yeah. about. Yeah, absolutely. But speaking of that, we are so uh, the week between we haven't nailed down a day yet, but the week between uh, Christmas and New Year's, Bud and I will be doing another live show from uh, the clubhouse where we're going to challenge each other on the simulator. Uh, so it's not going to be as uh, obviously as big as the U.S. Open one was, but we're just going to go out there and we're going to have fun. We're going to we're going to record it and we're going to see what happens. So keep an eye out for when that happens. Cause I know we're just going to have fun with it. And yeah. whenever we have fun, it makes for good content because, <laughs> because, uh, Bud is a much better golfer than me. <laughs> so it's, he's going to have to give me like 15 strokes. I think to, for, to even be entertaining from a competitive standpoint. See, my brother and I are kind of similar. So <laughs> you know, with, with us, we go golfing and if we are playing separate, you know, it, it may be hit or miss. You know, we may have a day where man, we're hitting shots and we're doing decent. But for the most part, usually it's like, yeah, we're not doing so hot. But then we play a scramble on a team. And it's like, yeah. man, we're like the best golfer out here on this course right now when we, when we do a scramble. <laughs> when you combine your two selves together, yeah. you're one great golfer. Yeah, because like there's just certain aspects of the game. It's like, you know, like, hey, it, I, I think it's just the competitive nature, too. It's like we're kind of competing against each other. Because yep. we want to, we want to use, you know, like I want to use my ball, but then yeah. like <laughs> if we end up using your ball, I feel good about it too, though. So it's all good. I I love. I haven't done a scramble in so long. I I love tournament scrambles, like the those charity golf tournaments. I they're just so much fun. Scramble is yeah. a fun way to play golf. Um, I just I gotta find another one to do because it, it's it's a ton of fun. And yeah, my shot. I because I'm the same way where I have like one good shot every like five shots. Uh, so yeah, whenever my my ball's chosen, I'm like, all right. I walk up to it like with this, my shoulders are up high. I'm like, yeah, that's oh, it's my shot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there was, I, there was a, a a tournament that we entered into, and it was it was a a, a co-ed. So like, both kind of you know, men and women can can enter into it, and it was just kind of unfair because you know, like, there's times where you know, like we'd have a really good drive, but then we see a woman beats it, you know, because she's up there on a tee way up. And it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. come on. You're like, she beat me by five yards. You got to be kidding. I, I obviously <laughs> outdrove her or, uh, you know, they, there was, there was one tournament that we did. I, it was actually the same tournament and uh, we we were going and it was with Britain's father-in-law. He was, he was part of our, our team. Okay. And that was the best I had ever golfed, but he's a really good golfer. And so like, I'd, I'd sit there and hit it. 
and like hit up on the green, you know, 15 feet from the hole. Like, yeah, that was an amazing shot. And then he would go up and hit it in like 10 yards from the hole. And I'm like, or 10 feet from the hole. I'm like, oh, come yeah. on. I just thought I had an amazing shot. And you, you had let to go me steal my, my thunder. <laughs> like my shot couldn't have counted. Come on, I'm going to putt my shot anyways. <laughs> Can we just take mine anyways? <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's good right there. And, and yeah, that's, um, I, I, I was going to say something on that. You reminded me of something and I just completely lost it. So that's, that's going to go out the window there anyways. But yeah, charity <laughs> golf tournaments are, they're just fun. Um, and yeah, you cheat a little bit every now and then, but <laughs> like, I know just, my drive was back here, but I, I'm, I'm allowed like another club length forward. Aren't I? Yeah. Like, did you see, uh, and this just reminded me of this. Did you see the viral, um, I think it was on TikTok, the viral TikTok going around at, at some ch- golf tournament where it was a scramble and the team posted a score or submitted a score of a 46 Oh, really? uh, when the when the lowest score other than them was like a 52 or something like it was like in the 50s like like look it, it's reasonable in those golf tournaments when in a scramble to see a team shoot like 55 whatever yeah, yeah they posted a freaking 42 when you look at their scorecard apparently they got like four hole in ones with one of them being on a par four <laughs> it was just it was they, embarrassing good, to... good golf out there with matt no. smacking the, the hole in one on a, on a part four it wasn't good good golf but that was the funny part about it because when they showed it, it was like oh yeah these like they didn't even try to hide the fact that they just cheated their ass off <laughs> it was just uh but was, i saw um two of the guys just left good good golf yeah yeah i think um, uh, micah and grant both left yeah that's that's who it was yeah so that's it, uh, i i didn't read as to why so i'm not going to comment on that um i know i know from show, the because the, i actually liked watching their content a lot and uh, yeah. I, I watched you know i saw that pop up so i was like well i gotta watch this now and it seems like they just you know they wanted to further their career kind of separately and so I, I hope that i hope that it wasn't anything like there was any kind of malice or anything like that between them but uh no yeah. it, it seems like it was just kind of a part part their ways and Still kind of a shock. It doesn't seem like there was malice, but from what I was able to gather, it seemed like there was. It was a bit of a shock because the the one the one clip I did see of the guys when they announced it, they they yeah. seemed to almost be a little shook and like yeah. shocked that it happened. Out of, it seemed to happen out of nowhere. But yeah, if that's what if that's all it was and there wasn't any bad will or anything like that, then yeah, obviously you wish the best for both good good golf and the two of them to yeah. to do it because look we're all out here trying to achieve the same thing so i'm yeah. not going to shoot anybody else down for trying yeah yeah absolutely and, and whatever way they choose to go about it um but yeah so let, let's let's talk a little nfl here though because fuck my patriots won last night but uh, it, it I, didn't really feel like a, a victory though did it they none of their none of their <laughs> wins this year felt like a victory like no. it's like it's, it's it's I can't watch them. I can't watch them. <laughs> I do, but God, it's it's Mac Jones. I know I blame a lot of it on Patricia and Judge and like the way they constructed the coaching staff, but still, Mac Jones is starting to piss me off. Like he's just he's kind of a big crybaby and he's just annoying the hell out of me. Even last night, I saw him when they got they had to take a timeout uh, because they were about to get a delayed game. It was like early in the third quarter, I think, and they had to take a timeout. And his reaction to after they took the timeout was to look at the sideline and and like basically cuss him out. I was like, well, it's part of your job too to get the snap yeah. off. Like, like, stop blaming everybody else. Like, this, 
did did he have that reputation in college too? Like, was he or was he more of a team player in college? Because no, he, he's kind of coming off as a diva now. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it wasn't really like him at all in college. I mean, you're not going to get away with that on, on Nick Saban's team. Well, that's that's uh, a fair and, point. And so, I mean, not only that, but then even even like I thought from his rookie year, I thought he could be something really special. I did too. Um, but then you know, after that, I don't. Especially this year, of course, he's banged up, so you kind of got to give him a little bit of a break. But he just. Even when he's not, he's he doesn't he doesn't look good at all this year. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't move around the pocket well. Um, sure, he's made a few like good tough passes here and there. Like I won't take that away from him. He can still sling the ball. Uh, my issue with him isn't necessarily the mechanics of his throwing. It's it's more so his presence in the pocket where he he kind of dies off and he he can't seem to feel the pressure anymore like last year he did a great job of that he was able to feel the pressure he was able to step up and move laterally this year like that pressure comes in and he just kind of ducks and covers and i don't know what's causing that but i mean sure the offensive line blows some part of that is injuries but still even without the injuries they were very underwhelming offensive line um but yeah mac jones is just really starting to feel like he's not not what we thought he was no yeah i mean and and there was a lot of hype around him too and especially with brady leaving and who's going to fill in for him they thought maybe cam could do something cam didn't really <laughs> fill in that spot the way that anyone wanted and yeah. you know then mac jones come comes along and kind of shows a little bit of a brady uh similarity with his playing style uh and and just overall just how you know how he navigates the game and his first year looked like he could possibly fill into that role a little bit, but yeah. man, like he's he's just really fall, fallen off since then, though. It, but and I, and I I I blame it on attitude. Like I yeah. really I don't I don't think his physical skills has changed. Like I don't think he's put on weight. I don't think he's no. um, stopped practicing. Like I don't think it's a, it's a physical problem that he has. I I think it's all mental to where I think he heard the praise he got after last season and the the hype he was getting. And then he came into this year with having in the situation of having to tell his own offensive coordinator the playbook, basically, and having to teach it to Matt Patricia. I think those two things together kind of inflated his ego to where now he thinks he can just march around the field and bitch and complain at everyone. And he doesn't have the pedigree to do that. As a Patriots fan, I don't want to see that. It just annoys me. Yeah, yeah, I, totally I, can't, that. I, I can't watch it and they're, they're just putrid and. Oh, that's the Patriots. Whatever. <laughs> but they're technically in the playoffs right now, so I feel silly complaining. But yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is. Who's who's your NFL team? See, I don't really necessarily have an NFL team. I, I grew up, you know, whenever I was younger, we were in, uh, you know, Iowa, Nebraska area, and there's not really anybody to root for around here other than college football. Sure. And then whenever we moved down to Indiana when I was young. We rooted for the Colts a little bit, and it was fun because uh, Peyton Manning took them there into the Super Bowl twice yeah, while we lived there. And that was a good time um, to be a Colts fan. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it wasn't really a bandwagon thing; it was just a location thing. And all of a sudden, yeah. they started winning. So I mean, I I put that on my shoulders. I'm the one that carried them to the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> of but, course, you know. So we, we rooted we rooted for the Colts. Um, but after Peyton left, it was just really hard to root for them. Yeah, you know, it just. Mm-hmm. I, I loved I loved Andrew Luck, um, but then you know how they treated him ever since then. I couldn't didn't really have a whole lot of respect for uh, the the Colts fan base and everything. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I do I do lean towards the Cardinals. I'm a big Kyler Murray fan. Um, well, then, then you had a rough night last night with Kyler. I, I did. That was brutal. Yeah, yeah. I, I do lean towards the Cardinals, but it's just hard for me to pick 
a team just because I'm such a diehard college football fan, though. That's look, that's fair enough. That like I I went to school in West Virginia, and they all just rooted for the Steelers because they were the closest team. Yeah. And but they were all much more. If you had to give them a choice over WVU or the Steelers, they didn't give a shit about Pittsburgh. Yeah, they wanted WVU, so I get it. Um, but yeah, look, watching Kyla Murray go down last night, you just you don't want to see that. No. And I, you notice it right. Anytime you see Judon or any defensive player like barely touch the guy and then immediately call for the medic, like they all know what happened. And then when you yeah. watch the slow mo, you could see the knee pop. Like it was yeah. you just. I hate to see it. I and I'm honestly very curious to know like what what the rest of his career is going to look like. Yeah, I mean it was it was very similar to me uh to the way if you can remember uh Jimmy G and his injury uh how you know you could tell just the way he stepped, you know, you could tell yeah. it buckled up on him. That's almost what it seemed like with with Kyler there, the way that he's making the turn. I, I couldn't really tell though if it was when he was making the turn that that one looked kind of goofy, but then also mm-hmm. with his left his left leg coming down was also the one that it looked goofy. So just the whole thing just kind of looked yeah. like he just really got himself into that situation. And it, the non-contact injuries are probably the worst, uh, you know, yeah. just to just to watch because it's like, man, there you didn't even do anything bad, you know. Like it wasn't like you got hit hard. You should have slid nothing. Uh, just it just happens. Yeah, and it's just really you feel for it. Um, yes, Rook. I'm assuming this is you, Rook. I guess it might be TJ, but I'm assuming this is you, Rook. Scoreboard addicts. Uh, we did talk about the match right at the top of the uh, top of the show. Um, I think we neither one of us really watched too much of it, uh, but I think the consensus is that we we liked the uh, the outcome of it all. I, look, we were there for the trash talk for Justin and and Jordan with the uh, the video afterwards, asking Tiger and Rory what the hell happened. What 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 do they do? So. Yeah, we're there for that that side of golf. I think we're both we're, we're there for the entertainment of it. <laughs> well, and anytime you get some of the greatest to ever ever play the game too, it's it's a lot of fun. That's that's something too that you know for me. I when I when I lived in Indiana, uh, young when I was really young, uh, we lived near a golf course, and I never stepped foot on the golf course. Oh, I mean, other than to go sled down the hill in the wintertime. <laughs> I never played played a single hole of golf until I don't know. I guess it'd be maybe four or five years back. Okay. And so, I mean, for people who haven't stepped on the course and played the game and realize how difficult it is and how every little motion matters, you, you put your fingers in the wrong spot on the club and you're going to screw up your, your swing. Uh, and so, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's really cool to look at, you know, and watch guys. It's, it's funny how now I can watch golf and sit there and find the excitement in it because I never in a million years would have seen myself that way. And now even owning a golf company, a golf apparel company is just, it's crazy, but I, I love anytime you see the, the best in the world getting on and, and playing with each other. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's funny because when I first heard that it was going to be these four in this upcoming match, I remember saying on the show to Bud, I remember saying that um, that I was kind of disappointed that it wasn't a mixture of two professional golfers and like two celebrities because to me that in the previous matches, like when we had other athletes from other sports kind of jump in between, you know, Peyton and and Brady and whatnot excuse me that was the appeal of the match to me at that time because that was you know world-class athletes trying something out on a, on a professional level you know quote I guess quote-unquote professional level so I was very unsure like oh what do I want to watch four professional golfers who face each other all the time play around a golf for but it was surprising from what I saw did see out of it that 
because it's such a more kind of lighthearted approach to the game during the match, it, it is different and it was great. So the hell I'm here for it because we still get to see great golfers kind of out of their element in a sense. Well, and I hated seeing Brady play because it's like, all right, you're already the greatest in football. Can you just be the greatest at that and stop being great at everything? Because like he gets he gets pissed off when he has like a shot that I'd be like, I'd be happy with that. And then he's out there getting pissed off about it. Like, stop being good at everything, dude. Just just sit down and and be bad at something, please. Well, he's not good at everything. We know he's bad at marriage. So he's I mean... he's bad. At <laughs> that's not always an easy thing to get by with. Yeah, that's uh, which I think I think it's hilarious that people. So I don't know if you saw the picture of uh, AJ Brown in the bed with the girl, and people think it's Giselle. Oh, I, yeah. I I saw the picture. That's not Giselle. Like, come on, guys. Like it, like this. It, that's that's just some girl who had like similar eyes to Giselle, and she he told her to put her arm over her mouth, <laughs> so that it, like it's just that's there's no way in hell that AJ Brown and Giselle Bundchen were in that bed together, and that that's happening. It's just not a thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just I, I I can't stand AB. I I hate no <laughs> hate everything about him now, <laughs> and it's so crazy because again, like when he, when he was still young in the league man he was he was so fun to watch yeah and here in the last four years i guess maybe uh you know really ever since he left the steelers throwing a fit well, it's just it's hard to watch it well you know what the sad thing is it's really ever since he suffered that concussion from Vontez perfect yeah, yeah. And, and that because that's what like literally right up to that point when he suffered that injury i remember feeling really freaking bad for him because i was like damn like he's like just a, a solid professional great athlete and but then after that it's the the, that's going to be a brain that's studied now now i look at him and i wish vontez perfect could hit him one more time (laughs) (laughs) vontez perfect hit a lot of guys uh, in a lot of he was a dirty player another guy that's hard hard to like ryan thank you for the show yes i am the duck i am the mallard that's uh that's what i'm here for the real mallard thank you yes the real one so thank you for stopping in um but uh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, the other thing I want to talk about, I swear, my last point in the Patriots and Cardinal game last night. Um, where do you stand on the, the fact that Kendrick Bourne was uh, – not Kendrick Bourne, uh, Devontae Parker was on uh, obviously concussed. And it took Nelson Aguilar to basically commit a false start and wave the refs down to stop the play from happening to stop the game and get him out of the game. Like, where do you stand on that? Cause Devontae Parker could barely stand on the yeah. line. <laughs> I mean, I, w- when you back up to the, to the, uh, to a situation and knowing that he should have never came back in yeah. to play and, and he definitely should not have been in against the Bengals. Uh, you know, when I was watching that game the entire time, every time I would see anyone get near him, I got, I got really scared because it was yeah. not just a concussion. It was bad. Uh, you know, and then of course, whenever he finally got slung down, immediately I thought like, "Ooh, this couldn't, this could be the one that that hurt him." And it, sure enough, it was. It was. Um, yeah. But then you know, it, you would think that the NFL as a whole would have learned from that situation, and it seemed like right after that, every every game that I would watch, whether it be college or NFL, it seemed like every game was extremely cautious with it. But then you see that. I mean, I I I don't know. I I agree with you. I think that. It's just it's something that you've got 
you, you've got to at least use common sense and see that out there because they, they started with the whole like stumbling. If, if you see him stumble yeah. a little bit and there'd be times where a guy stumbles, but it has nothing to do with a head injury, you know, yep. like, you know, like he just tripped over the turf or something, you know, and they'd pull him off the field. But how about you open your eyes to these situations? Because I mean, that, that was, that was definitely a bad one. And, and, and it's going to lead to more situations like what, what happened with Tua if we're not careful. Well, and like you said, the immediate aftermath in those, like, say, like two, three weeks after the tour injury, there was they were taking everyone off the field for anything remotely close to a head injury. Which bravo to the NFL for doing that, even if sometimes it was annoying because the guy wasn't concussed. But you get what they were trying to do. They obviously realized they made a mistake and they were trying to correct it. This was like so. One when you watch the hit in slow motion, it's hard to see like. Yes, he hit his head on the ground, but it doesn't honestly look bad. Like yeah. when you watch the hit, like he just he gets tackled cleanly, he hits his head on the ground, it doesn't look crazy. But the second he stands up, you see it. Like his eyes are in three different directions. Well, he and, can't stand straight. Yeah, and, and concussions are are definitely the one that we need to pay attention to the most and be more most, you know, careful about because of what they lead to. Um yeah. and, and, and absolutely, but I even I even think the same thing. Sorry if you can hear my dogs kind of going crazy. No, nah, it's fine. Uh, somebody, somebody must have <laughs> somebody must have walked into the, the door. Um, but uh, you know when 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 you just take injuries just in, in general, uh, you know injuries. You, you see a guy out there and he's obviously injured. And there's a lot of times where they just kind of like let them stay out there. You know they they're, they're trying to yeah. fight. I've been in that situation before when I played sports. You know, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. But mm-hmm. somebody has to intervene because that's how that's how I've gotten injured even worse by staying out there on the field. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so it's, it's not just, you know, in that, that situation, for example, um, you know, we, you, you have to see that a player is hurt regardless of whether it's a head injury or neck injury, shoulder injury, it doesn't matter. Get them off the field and make sure that they get off the field safely. Um, just because that it's, it's going to end people's career. And it's, it's usually just a, a lack of good judgment on their part, but you can't blame the player in that situation. No, and uh, I agree 100%, and that's why I commend Nelson Aguilar for doing what he did. Yeah. Um, for someone who hasn't necessarily had a, a a consistent role on the team itself, for him to take that that stand as a player looking out for his other player, like it just shows you don't have to be the best player on a team to make a difference on the team. Like Nelson Aguilar saw like Devontae Parker needed help, but Devontae Parker was not going to take himself out of the game. Cause quite frankly, Devontae Parker probably didn't even re- realize he was playing in a football game when that next play was about to happen. And Nelson Aguilar just stopped the play. Like I just, I commend him for that. Uh, and every, like, everything there, the NFL PA is reviewing it now, which bravo to the NFL PA. They need to protect the players. That's what they're there for. And I think Devontae Parker was about to be done wrong. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. And so I, I wish Devontae Parker the best, obviously. We'll see kind of how long he's out for here. But, yeah, that the way he acted after that that hit that seemed small was uh, concerning, to say yeah. the least. Yeah, absolutely. So so good on I, – I will say I'm proud of my Patriots in that, in that sense. Uh, Nelson Algo, who hasn't shown up and has stone hands all year. Uh, at least has a big heart because well, I, I can go to sleep easy tonight with that. Um, but, but look, the, so the NFL is freaking upside down this year. It is. That's how, that's how it feels to me. Like everyone thought the, the AFC West was going to be the, the powerhouse, um, you know, between the Chargers and 
the Chiefs and the Raiders and the Broncos. Like they, they that was supposed to be the powerhouse, and come to find out, two of those teams are freaking brutal. Uh, and the AFC East is the one where every team has a winning record and has a chance at the playoffs right now, which that's upside down. Tom Brady, who can't throw a freaking touchdown pass to save his life right now, uh, it's nothing makes sense at all to me this NFL season. And I don't know what the hell to do with it. It uh, like Every time it feels like I make a prediction on who's going to make it to the Super Bowl, they suffer a debilitating injury. Like I was saying, okay, it feels like it's going to be – either the Eagles and the 49ers against the Chiefs or the Bills. Like, that's just what it feels to me. And then, obviously, Garoppolo goes down. Trey Lance went down earlier in the year. You know, the 49ers are down to freaking Brock Purdy now, who looked good. But now they with a, potentially without Debo Samuel for a couple weeks. Um, I don't know what to expect out of the NFL season this year. I don't think I've ever been in this position. No, and, and you know, I do want to toot my own horn because uh, we, we covered preseason NFL and – uh, we we talked about who our dark dark horse may be, and I did pick the Philadelphia Eagles as my dark horse, even though I'm not sure. I, I know some people some people didn't like that I was calling them a dark horse because they have talent, but I, I didn't see anybody else calling them you know calling them to be the, the team because I've yeah. been behind Jalen Hurts. I thought he had a really good rookie year. He stepped in for Carson Wentz and had a really good rookie year. I thought, but everyone hated him. Yeah, I, I saw so much hate towards him. He, his second year. I thought he made a lot of progress in his second year. Yeah, he needed to improve in some areas, but he he made a lot of progress. And now well, this and, year, and to uh, your you know, point I, about I, him I, having weapons, now I think yeah. the the things that people were hating on him for in year two was was not his necessarily his problem. It was the fact that of what was around him. Yeah, absolutely. Because I agree that it felt whenever people were saying that Jalen Hurts was playing for his job this year, although that seems harsh. Like, yeah. yeah, I, I don't, don't I don't that. know where any of that comes from either, because like, I mean, you, you just I, I liked I liked Jalen Hurts at Alabama. I, I, I thought, you know, I saw the leadership that he had. I saw the, the poise and, and you could tell he was a Nick Saban product uh, as yeah. far as mentality. Uh, and so I, mean, you, I, I loved every every bit of that about him when he mentioned that he was coming to Oklahoma, uh, that I went I went nuts. I was extremely happy. Uh, I wasn't sure how great he would be, but then Lincoln Riley really formed his passing ability, and and that's what really I think led him to being uh, as good as he can be in the NFL and really raising that ceiling for him. But I don't yeah. know. I I just I didn't understand all the hate towards Jalen Hurts, and now this year people are realizing, no, he can actually be pretty efficient. And look at his touchdown to interception ratio right now, because yeah, he, I mean that's, he's literally the MVP favorite right now. I mean, I, and and you know what? I took I took my bet on him at the beginning of the year. I think maybe week three or four, I okay. put him as him in as my my bet for MVP too. And I forget what the the odds were. I'd have to look that up. But yeah, He's I mean, looking I, pretty I mean, good right now. Whatever they were, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> whatever they were. Um, but yeah, look. So that's the NFL this year. It, it's up in the air. Um, so yeah. So, but hey, we're gonna we're gonna cut this episode a little short tonight, uh, just because I got things i gotta do tonight unfortunately i still gotta unpack my kids are coming back tomorrow so i gotta keep setting up that room um <laughs> but but regardless josh tell us where can everyone find you what do you have going on obviously mylabrothers.com but but to tell us where everyone can find you and what you got going yeah of course yeah like you said mylabrothers.com is where you can find some uh, incredible uh gear all, all your golf polos and stuff like that and we're constantly trying to add more to the 
to the the site and everything. But of course, if you want to listen to more sports, uh, we're also part of the Belly Up Sports Network. You can find us at Rising2.com. That's RisingTO.com, uh, or just look us up on YouTube, Rising to the Occasion. Uh, we we talk all sports, uh, even though I think most of the time it does go into college football. <laughs> um, but we do talk about all sports. We at least try to throw it in there here and there. Uh, we we have plans for we've we've already been putting stuff together to, to dive into the NHL season now that that's rolling pretty pretty nice. steady. Uh, and then I don't know, all three of us just kind of hate the NBA and some of the mentality in that, so we try to touch on it when we can. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, rising dot com. Uh, that's where you can find pretty much all of our stuff. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Josh. You can, yeah. like you said, you can catch him, uh, catch the show rising to the occasion. You can catch us every Tuesday here at eight o'clock on YouTube and we will see you next week, but we'll be back next week and we're going to get back into some golf. We're going to get ready for the upcoming DFS season that we are officially starting in January. So thank you for joining us. We will see you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.